Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Pipes a little damaged. Chargers lost, screaming at the television, coaching youth basketball, broadcasting stuff. Sorry, but you'll still get the full Gottlieb today. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Um, yeah, obviously, I mean, Jay Stu and I, it, it sucks when your team has a 27 nothing lead and then it becomes they become the Clemson old Clemson of college football right Clemsoning is now chargering you know and and Clemsoning was really Clemsoning was back in the day was they would Clemson would always compete with the Florida states of the world but then they jump up and lose to somebody that they sh- shouldn't have lost to, you know, and NC state was talented, but you lose to an NC state or you lose to a wake forest or whatever. It's like that one loss that would keep them out. And they didn't Clemson when they had Deshaun Watson. So now they're charging. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, that poison pills being tasted all over the league, especially in Baltimore, where everything that we thought, everything that we believed. Okay. Everything that we thought, everything we believed, despite the the clarification that Lamar Jackson posted and all of the sycophants who are on Twitter and on in the media, as opposed to what Mike Vick said, because I'm sure he probably knew is Lamar Jackson could have played. He didn't. His team lost the end. I got to tell you, it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. Okay. I, I didn't, no one has said he's faking an injury. Okay. No one has said it. But, oh, yeah, by the way, you got, you got RG3 showing his knee getting 
contorted when he played for the Redskins and using that as a parallel. It's not close to that. First of all, RG3 tore his ACL in college. Second of all, it was an ACL, not a PCL. Third of all, it wasn't like it just happened last week. It happened over a month and a half ago. And we got these bizarre non-updates. So there was no updates given. And the whole thing is, this is all on Lamar. Now, maybe he's good enough to where it doesn't matter. But if it's me, okay, here's the thing. We do this deal where we talk about teams as if they're trying to get over on players. They're trying to comp- pay them for, you know, only the, the, the lowest amount possible. The narrative out there for other people is the Ravens don't want to pay Lamar Jackson. It's not true. It's never been true. It'll never be true. Matter of fact, they built their entire offense. They've drafted. They've done everything possible to put him in the best position of success. People all the time talk about, well, you got to get rid of Greg Roman because blah, 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 blah. Like, bro, Greg Roman is the reason Lamar Jackson was the MVP. That's his offense, which fits Lamar to a T. And other people are copying. He's in any conversation the greatest running quarterback of all time. And he's for a running quarterback, he's a damn he's a damn good thrower. For a drop back passer, he's okay. But because he brings in the element of 11 on 11 football, because of his elusiveness, and he does throw a very good deep ball, like he's he's really really hard to cover. But as we've seen from these types of quarterbacks, they level off because of injury and attrition or because people figure them out. Or, like, look, in the NFL, like, I get the Chargers should have run the football, but you got to pass to win. Right? You got to be able to, I mean, this is the Tua thing. You got to be able to throw the in and the out routes. You got to be able to throw deep and the underneath stuff. That's really what it's about. And when, and here's the other part that no one will mention. When he's lost these playoff games and he's won one, when he's lost, they've had a top 10, many times top five defense. It ain't the defense's fault. Wasn't the defense's fault yesterday. Tyler Huntley, I don't know why he's going over the top. I don't know why they're not giving the ball to J.K. Dobbins, but they did, and they end up losing the game because of it. Right, they're going in for a lead, to, to lead the game and score against a Cincinnati team that struggled to move the football against their defense. And the ball stripped at the like one-foot line, run back for a touchdown. That was kind of that as a ball game. Here's J.K. Dobbins after the game. I'm a guy that feels like if, if I'm on the field all the time, then I can help this team win. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, and it's the playoffs. Like, why am I not out there all the time? How do you move past the frustration of not being the guy? I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding that back. I'm tired of that. 12, it's the playoffs. I'm tired of holding that back. Let's go win the game. I'm tired of holding back on that. I'm tired of that. Did you, did you say that to anybody? Yeah, I did. I'm tired of I'm tired of I'm tired of it. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. Like, like I'm a playmaker. I'm a, I'm a guy that my teammates feed off me when I'm on the field. I should be out there all the time. I loved J.K. Dobbins. I think he's a great football player. But another Ohio State game that needs to shut his mouth. Not for any other reason than that's, that is toxicity to the, to the nth degree. He's not wrong. You just can't say it. He's not wrong. You just can't say it. Because... Again, and I, I, I don't have the all-22 footage. I don't know. Did J.K. Dobbins pick up every block in pass pro he was supposed to? J.K. Dobbins is a great player, right? Obviously, devastating knee injury, cost him a bunch of time, but he's a very good player. And, and I'm not saying that he's wrong. Lamar Jackson has done this to himself. Not having an agent, not negotiating, or if you're going to sit out, you set out in the preseason and early in the season. You don't hurt your team. The whole idea of Lamar Jackson, the whole thing that we've all said is, hey, he's awesome in the regular season, but man, it sure feels like he's limited in the postseason. So you sit out in the postseason because you're hurt but not injured? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh, here's Tyler Huntley on the, the fumble at the goal line. We got all season now. Um, I'm going to be thinking about that the whole all season. How? Just one play, they won the game, and um, 
it's gonna be hard, but I think that's that's gonna motivate me to just grind hard, work hard, and be ready for next year. Uh well, I gotta tell you, okay, I gotta say this. I I get it. I understand that Tyler Huntley did something that no quarterback is going to do probably ever again, extend the football because there's just big dudes out there. They're stronger than you can hit it out of your hands. But this is what Lamar Jackson posted on Instagram. When you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances on losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it because when you take care of something good, that good takes care of you too. This is in line with everything Lamar has posted or tweeted about his contract situation. When others have said, I wouldn't pay Lamar $250 million guaranteed, Lamar himself to some rando on Twitter has said, well, then you don't love Lamar. Lamar believes the only way to show him love, the only way to do something good with his talents, and otherwise you're neglecting his talents, is to pay him as much or more money guaranteed than Deshaun Watson. And the league told you that all these other more accomplished quarterbacks than Deshaun, some less accomplished than Deshaun, but everybody in line has signed for less money guaranteed and not fully guaranteed deals. His deal would have been done if he had an agent or he wouldn't have sat out a playoff game. Like this thing is, is so flammable that it probably gets to a point where you go like, man, are we going to have to trade this dude? And the Ravens don't want to trade him. They just want to sign him for the appropriate price. You know? And you are worth what someone's willing to pay you. Never forget that. You are worth what someone's... Now, he may get paid by the Jets, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But most everyone I've talked to in the NFL has said, and has said others have said the same thing, that the Deshaun Watson contract is ridiculous. And though Lamar has no off-the-field issues, no catastrophic knee injuries, and Deshaun has two, um, and he's been an MVP when, when Deshaun has not, it has nothing to do with that. Five years guaranteed to any quarterback, especially a running quarterback, is insane at the top of the market money. So... I just, I feel like everything we said is in fact true. I also think whether it's Dobbins saying in the locker room um, and Dobbins also said we win if we have, um, if we have uh, Lamar Jackson's quarterback, by by the way, dude, like, again, you're not wrong, but Tyler Huntley was your quarterback. Like, what are you doing? Tyler Huntley's not as good as Lamar Jackson. He's still your teammate. Greg Roman did not make the right calls in the red zone. He's still your coach. I just, I, I don't know what you do if you're the Ravens. What, what do you think, Jay Stu? I have no idea what the team's going to do. I just know that I don't think that, uh, I think Lamar Jackson is losing the fan base here. Like, what do you do then? Like, the um, his talent, I guess, is his, his leverage, but like, I I don't I can't imagine being a, a diehard Ravens fan this morning and reading that, that story and being like, oh, okay, so you didn't play in the playoff game because of this. He was ba- That's basically an admission. Um, Michael Vick's comments yesterday, I've played with that exact injury. Put a brace on it. Um, he's, doing, he, he's alienating the fan base as opposed to trying to get them behind him for this contract negotiation. By the way, NFLPA is just as out of line as, as everybody else. Like, hey, dude, the NFLPA is a joke. Okay, if you wanted fully guaranteed contracts, you know what you should have done? You should have held out in contract negotiations for your CBA to get it, but you didn't. Right? And now after the fact, and by the way, like it's like, well, they don't have guaranteed money. Like, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Lamar was offered somewhere in the, somewhere between one thirty and two hundred guaranteed, just not two hundred fifty million dollars guaranteed. And there's lots of clauses you can put in that that protect the player. You know, so that they, you get most of your money. And oh, yeah, by the way, like, it's not like the Baltimore Ravens pulled the plug on any of his money. He got every, every penny that was owed, including his fifth-year option. And they, owed, they offered him a new contract. So I, I just, I don't know what you do if you're the Ravens.
but you can only trade him to somebody who's going to give him that Deshaun Watson deal. And by doing that, by creating that, I mean, like it, it shrinks the window of number of teams that are going to want to do it. No matter how many, no matter how many need a quarterback, I, I would gander, I would guess there might be one, maybe two that are willing to go that level. Like think of all the teams that need a quarterback, right? Carolina needs a quarterback. The Saints need a quarterback. The Buccaneers will probably need a quarterback. The Commanders need a quarterback. The Colts need a quarterback. Um, the Raiders are going to be in need of a quarterback. And there is a pool of guys out there. There's no one else who's a uh, an MVP in their mid-20s who's out there. So maybe there's more teams than I think, but I, I you know, I just don't understand the why don't you hold out in the preseason, the early season instead of this? And, you know, I mean, I love people being critical of Mike Vick. Like when Mike Vick played the position is right there with Lamar Jackson, the most athletic quarterbacks to ever play the position and had the same injury and offered up his opinion. I just, I think it looks terrible. I think it looks terrible. But what happens is because, I like Sam Darnold more than Lamar Jackson in the draft because Lamar Jackson, like, dude, his last year, he was not, did not have a great year after the Heisman Trophy year. And his last game, he was bad against Mississippi State. But because I thought Sam Darnold would be better, like somehow now, like I'm hating on Lamar. I'm not. He's really good. But no really good would cause me to give a guy who's five years in the league at 25 years old a contract which uh, seems to be um, malpractice. Malpractice, considering how he plays the position. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, and odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. 
It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. What up with you? It's the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm going to confide in you guys something. You know, I was listening to um, I was listening to a promo as I sit here in the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, we help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over ten thousand recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. So, I'm going to confide in you something. Um, it's really hard to be a fan of any sports team when you're an athlete. So when I was a little kid, okay. Um, you're usually fans of, of either your local teams or the teams your parents cheer for, right? That's that's kind of normal. Is that is that fair, Jay Stu? Yes, that sounds fair. Okay, so you grew up in Brea. Brea is in uh, North Orange County. Orange County is south of Los Angeles County. Yep. When when we grew up, he's a little bit older than me. The L.A. Rams played in Anaheim Stadium. The Raiders played in the Coliseum. Chargers obviously were in San Diego. You were you became a Charger fan when? Uh, when my son did. So here's here's my quick uh, chronology, right? I drew, I grew up what 10, 15 minutes from Anaheim Stadium, but mm-hmm. did not like the Rams. Nobody and, liked the. I just want to point this out. <laughs> and and Ramos Ramos is like the like. And I have other friends that are that live in L.A. that are are Rams fans, hard uh, hardcore Rams fans. Some new, many older ones like like Ramos. When I say older. I'm not saying Ramos is old. Uh, Ramos, put your teeth in. Oh, there you go. Anyway, I'm kidding. Um, what did you say, Doug? Yes. So uh, I, the the thing is this. Nobody liked the, the Rams in Orange County. Anyway, so go ahead. Your son, right. how long ago was this? Uh, so anyways, and then, and then I grew up a uh, Dan Marino Dolphins guy. And okay. then, yeah, at some point I had my son in the late 90s. And then uh, he started embracing the San Diego pot, the Chargers. And you remember, we didn't have a team in L.A., so I'm like, I don't have a team. I work in a business where I just kind of root for individuals. Um, so I might as well start loving the team that he loves. So, I don't know. We're going on about uh, 15 years now, I guess. Okay. I became a Charger fan in 93, 94. I was in high school, uh, maybe even 92. Nate means business, Stan the Man Humphreys. But also, was the I, I never liked the Rams. My dad was a gigantic Giants fan. And I like the Giants. They were fine. I love Lawrence Taylor, whatever, but it wasn't really my guy. I always liked the Packers. I was born in Wisconsin, and I'd been to a Packers game at, at County Stadium back when they used to play two games a year in Milwaukee. Um, but I was kind of a man without a team a little bit. But I, I, that's when I kind of adopted the Chargers. I was an Angel fan, but more so when I was a kid, obviously, than when I was a college and then professional athlete, whatever. Now I'm more of an Angel fan, obviously, because I don't play, and it's it's hard to be an Angel fan. Um, basketball wise, to be totally honest, I was never really a fan of the Lakers when they were showtime. And that was, that was the, the contrarian in me. Cause literally every human being who lived in Southern California felt like they were Laker fans. Like you had to be a Laker fan. I was like, why do I have to be a Laker fan? I like the Celtics. Um, R- Ramos, why were you a Rams fan? Why are you a Rams fan? Uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm from around here. There you go. Iowa Sam, um, in Iowa, here's what I, here's what I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in Iowa I know in, is an uh, you're an Iowa football fan, maybe Iowa basketball fan, mm-hmm. and I go, unless you go to Iowa State, right? Then you're an Iowa State basketball fan, an Iowa football fan, right? Only, the Iowa State football thing is only very very recently, um, but they are very passionate and they they will they're sellouts every game. I mean they're they're there. Yes, but if you go back, but when they weren't good, it's been they, it's been a solid because they with Sage Rosenfels they went nine yeah. and three in two thousand since yeah. about the that year two thousand they've yeah, had no, a steady been, fan base. Yes, p- pretty good, pretty solid. Um, but I, I think most people in Iowa are either Bears or Packers fans, correct? Yes, and there but there are actually a lot of Vikings fans and some Chiefs fans. Yeah, because not yeah, a good name for them. Yeah. Um, and then basketball, everybody was a Bulls fan growing up. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. Did anybody not like the Bulls? I mean, everybody liked the Bulls. A lot Bulls of people like the Bulls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're usually, it's like the ones that are in your area or, you know, like, again, Iowa. That whole Midwest for a long time was Cardinals fans. 
Right? Are you St. Louis Cardinals or Cubs? Right? The Cardinals, Cardinals or Cubs? Yeah, a lot of Cardinals and Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um. So, but I, I was never really like a hardcore fan. And there's a lot of things that have drawn me to the Chargers. It was Natron Means and Stan the Man Humphreys, right? Um, and Boss Ross as their as their head coach. Um, but I, I love the plight. I liked them when they were in San Diego, and I've. Uh, most people know I'm friendly with many of the members of their front office and their people are really, really good to us, but I, I like them because they're good people, but I, I like the chargers. I love that. They're my home. They train five minutes from my house. They have the coolest colors and jerseys in the NFL. They now play in the best stadium in the NFL and they're building a fan base where previously they, they had none. Um, this being a fan thing sucks. This really sucks. And I used to, when I was at ESPN and CBS radio, my producer, who now is the program director uh, for the Padre station in San Diego, his, his name's Adam Klug. And Kluger is from Georgia, huge Braves fan, Falcons fan. And he went to Georgia, so he's a dog alum. And for my entire relationship of us working together for like 10 years, he was the long-suffering Atlanta in Georgia sports fan, right? And we used to make fun of him. I remember where I was. I remember I was watching the Super Bowl with the Patriots comeback from my bed because I had put both of my, all my children uh, to bed because I said the game was over. And he's like, Dad, wake us up if it gets close. I'm like, all right, fine. Then they were asleep. It was like, eh, eh. And I didn't want to jinx it. So they slept through the whole thing. Sorry, guys. Anyway, and I remember like, and the pain that he felt was intense. Now I'm a Oklahoma state football fan. That's my school. I, and the plight of a program that used to be so terrible that this year when they started off great and then they fell apart, it hurts, but my expectations are in the proper place where I know where Oklahoma state's been. So I appreciate this journey and I appreciate the journey. I, I can't tell you, like I'm still sick over the chargers thing. It's Tuesday. That was Saturday night. Chase, dude, this being a fan thing sucks. I don't know how fans do it. No, it like, does. You're right. And and I, I personally have the attitude kind of uh, – I'm this kind of sports fan. I'm probably more like a Boston or Philly fan in that I always think that the worst is going to happen. I have the, the glass half empty c- kind of thing. So when these things do happen, when a disaster happens, I think mentally I'm more prepared for it than your typical fanatic – who just wants the best thing to happen all the time and is uber optimistic. And my son falls into that category. And by far the most gut-wrenching experience of the night Saturday night was watching him react to his team losing that game. It, it was it was sorrowful, literally. He was saddened by it the rest of the night. Yeah, I I would say this about, about that whole deal is I guess it's like when you're in love with somebody, right? You, that's how you know if you truly, if it hurts, well, then you love them. Does, does that make sense? Is that? Yeah. Right. If you, if it, if it really hurts, that's like, I like guys that cry in locker rooms when they lose. Now I, I tell people all the time, like, Hey man, I tell my son, you know, if he doesn't play well and he's like, if he didn't put in the time to work on his game and he doesn't play well, like you can't be mad that you missed shots, dude, you didn't play well. Or you can't be mad that you didn't play that much if you didn't, actually show up at practice or work really, really hard. If you work really hard and things, then you, but generally I love dudes that cry because if you cry, that means it hurts. If it hurts, that means you care. If you care, that means you love it. Being a fan thing sucks, man. I'm just, I'm so, I'm just, I, I, I actually think they're a really good team. I think they're every bit as capable of making the Super Bowl of any of those teams in the AFC. But you do have to, you have to feel the pain before you taste the champagne. And if we're realistic about it, if we're honest about it, right? The Kansas City Chiefs felt the pain for years. Years. How many first round home losses did the Chiefs have in the playoffs? The Buffalo Bills didn't make the playoffs for the longest streak in the history of the NFL. Last year, they felt the pain. They're up three three points with 13 seconds to go. And lost. And lost in overtime. I mean, it's nuts, right? 
You, you have to feel the pain before you taste the champagne. Um, so I, I guess I ask you, like, are we all in the fire staley place? Like, does that make you better? I'm not sure it does. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it does. Was it a debacle? Yes. Yes. But like we say these things about youth sports. We're like, well, you're either winning or learning. Like, aren't you allowed to learn from it? Like if the Bills win it this year, because the Bills losing that game was a debacle. Like, I, I want to point this out. And I said it last year. Sean McDermott was a defensive coordinator and a really good one. It, it didn't work out in Philly. There was a lot of stuff going on when he got his first job. But with the Carolina Panthers, they went to the Super Bowl. And then Leslie Frazier is his defensive coordinator. And he's been a head coach, super well-respected in the NFL. And both of those guys playing off coverage on the two best players in the Kansas City Chiefs, they blew it. But the Bills didn't fire him. They blew it. You can't lose a game that way. Uh, Bill O'Brien ultimately got fired. Remember, they're up 24-0 in the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll grant you, nobody's saying that Trevor Lawrence is Pat Mahomes, nor are the Jaguars the Chiefs. But it has happened before. I just wonder if you use this as fuel for the comeback, or do you part ways with Staley? I, I don't know how I feel about this one. I don't. Because I don't know that they're getting... heck. Sean Payton, they got some bizarre losses. I mean, the, the Minnesota miracle, why is he going for the football? You know, he had his head down, he, he whiffed, and Stephon Diggs scores the most miraculous play you've ever seen. What are you doing? It does, in fact, happen. It feels like it happens to the Chargers more than others. I don't know. What do you think, Jay Stu? Where are you? What, what camp are you in? Well, on Friday, uh, I think I made it pretty clear. Um I said on Friday when Mike Williams was listed as out and he wasn't going to make the trip, I said, um, even if they win Saturday, that shouldn't give the Chargers uh, or Brandon Staley a pass. They should still fire Brandon after after they even win on Saturday. So that that's kind of where I was. Uh, so the, the way things went on, on Saturday only confirmed my belief about that. You, you can't just be in a vacuum in this. You can't say uh, he's a defensive coach. He allowed... Uh, 27 points in the second half and they lost. That can't be the one reason. It's everything leading up to that. It's the list of questionable decisions that he's made in season up to that and culminating in Mike Williams not being on the field on Saturday night, which was all his fault. Um, So if you add all those things together for me, you have to say goodbye to Brandon Staley. I don't know if Sean Payton is the answer or whatever. That seems like the, the best case scenario, but the the whole Brandon Staley thing to me on Friday I thought sealed his deal. Um, he's kind of like the really hot like supermodel that walks into like a mixer with like a, a frumpy looking dude, and you're like that just doesn't make any sense. Like we have Justin Herbert on his rookie money deal. And he should just be with somebody who's going to take advantage of that. He's He should be with somebody who could uh, maximize his talents. We have one more year of him being fairly cheap. Um, otherwise, this will just be a blown period of time, and we'll all put it on Brandon Staley. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that is fair. I, I think if he gets fired, he gets fired for that mismanagement of Mike Williams of those guys and I mean think about it if they find a way to win that game they have Mike Williams this weekend they probably have Rashawn Slater this weekend you know that's a a roster capable of beating the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City Um, but again I don't know what all led none of us know what all led him to play Mike Williams and play his guys as long as he played it that it's one of the one of the parts of of the the chargers that uh they do a really good job of keeping things in house but they have not explained that like explain that logic the only thing he offered up is hey we only have you know 48 on game day and really it's 43 44 cuz you get kicker punter long snapper and there's a limited number of guys we can sit but the 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 chargers have been injury have have been snake bit by injuries for it seems like ever, definitely since they moved to LA. Definitely since they moved to LA. 
Um, and I think the whole thing is fascinating because can you fire him not knowing who you're going to go get? And then there's all the talk. Well, they interviewed Brian Dayball and Tom Telesco went to the same high school as Dayball and they didn't hire him. And look at Brian Dayball still coaching. Oh, okay. I, I thought that, I just, by the I'm way, not, that last I, part, Doug, is, yeah. is, was a point that I forgot to make. He, Staley had a bad weekend, and it was only made worse juxtaposed against what Dayball has done with the Giants. And then you read how the Chargers took a pass on Dayball and hired Staley. They did. They did. So, I, I don't know. The, the realities of it are there, there's so many different parts at play here. If you fire Staley, like does Telesco want to fire Staley? Because that was him and Anthony Lynn was his hire, you know? Um, but I, I personally think that uh, the Mike Williams thing and on some levels, the going for going for it on fourth down thing, that's ultimately what's going to get him because um, Brandon Staley's always been gracious to us. But the football community is like, hey, he's only been in the league. You know, when he got the job, he'd only been in the NFL for like five years. Obviously not a former NFL player. And so do people buy into it that <clears throat> he's thinks he's smarter than other people? Thinks he's smarter than other people. To go back to what you, basically what you were saying to ramp up this segment about the fan base, um, you know, us liking who we grew up with and everything else. I think the Chargers' lack of fan base might save Staley his job. In other words, if if the Charger fans had a fan base like, well, I don't know, a Boston fan base, a Philly fan base, I think that, that front office would be hearing it so loud right now that they would just feel compelled to give in to public. I just don't know outside of you and me who's who they're hearing from. I saw some noise on Twitter, but it's just like, I think maybe the lack of fan base might save Brandon Staley's job here. Um, yeah. I think so, too. I don't know if the lack of fan... I don't know. There's such a big... They've been clowned so much by media and social media. I don't know. I mean, look, they should be thankful it happened on Saturday, not on Sunday. Exactly. Right? Because otherwise, all the... And if it happened on Monday, even worse. Because tomorrow, all we're going to talk about is Tom Brady and the Dallas Cowboys. And we can talk about everything because that's what we do here. But most sports TV shows and radio shows will be focused on that. And then it's got like one more day of life. And then all of a sudden you get ready for next weekend. So they should be thankful what happened then. Um, and, and here's the other part to it. Yes, he's had a ton of injuries. He's had a ton of injuries. But he hasn't faced what Anthony Lynn had most of his tenure where every game was a, a road game. It's about 50-50 on most games now. Uh, even 60, 40 or 70, 30 on some of them, some of them, some there's still 40, 60 or 30, 70, like the rate when the Raiders are in town, it's like 40, 60, maybe 30, 70. So I, you know, do I think they should fire him? It all depends on if I know who I'm going to get. If I know who I'm going to get, uh, would I, would I take Jim Harbaugh? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a damn good football coach. But again, in order to get Jim Jim Harbaugh, you got to pay him upwards of you know twelve to fifteen million dollars. Not leaving Michigan for an equal paying job. He can stay at Michigan forever now that he's gotten them to the college football playoff forever, and that's home. And if you're going to pay that much money, why don't you go after Sean Payton? Well, what happens if you don't get him? Uh, the, the whole thing's going to be interesting. Um, and does Telesco want a new guy? Whatever. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, and odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, there's an expression in sports, better win ugly than lose pretty. Let's go for the Bills. They survived the Dolphins and Skylar Thompson. The show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This is Mike McDaniel as he tried to explain the Dolphins' struggle to get the playoff on fourth and one late in the game. There was some communication that we had gotten the first down. So then we were deploying a group of players for the first and ten call and then it was it was articulated uh, that no it was fourth down I, I had just had gotten convicted information that it was a first down I don't really know exactly who it was from it was probably the first time all year that that had happened so you try to do your best as it was I thought we had a fourth and six opportunity that we were unable to come up with as well so you just have to adjust to whatever variables put out there and you know I think we had a chance at the fourth and six as well all right, that's Mike McDaniels. Let's welcome in John Middlecoff, who's, of course, uh, NFL analyst, three and out podcast host, a former, uh, a, a former scout and, uh, and grunt in the pros and in college. He joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Let's start with McDaniel. Um, obviously, the defense was very good. He's dealing without his starting quarterback. But what did you think of his strategy late in the game? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's just dealing without a starting quarterback. He's dealing without his backup as well. So I, I'm a big believer, like, once you get to the backup typically, and especially once you get down the rung to the third-string quarterback, the procedural penalties or delay a game type stuff is just much more likely to happen. And the chaos of the timing, especially on the road, loud environment, you know, if you want to be critical of Mike McDaniel – it's just not sticking with the run. I mean, they made a midseason trade for Wilson Jr. from the 49ers. I know Mozart is hurt, but 
you, you, you can't have a third-string, seventh-round pick that's not named Brock Purdy throw the ball that many times. It's just not going to work. And you got to slow down the game, especially when you have the lead. And I, I think the difference of him and, and his mentor, Kyle, is like Kyle just would have hammered it home. And it might, might have still lost him the game. But when you do that, you put your young quarterback in this position to have that chaotic stuff happening. You know, you, you get fatigued. Uh, you, you've just never been in that – you've never experienced that to begin with. I mean, hell, you, we saw how many guys were playing their first playoff games this weekend. And uh, so I, I just say that's a little bit – the delay of game stuff is not as crazy to me when you factor in who the quarterback's playing. To me, it's more the the uh, philosophical unwillingness to just just keep hammering the the run to kind of wear out the clock. What do you think of uh, Schefter's tweet about Tua? Uh, that the <clears throat> Dolphins plan to have Tua back as their starting quarterback next year. Well, you know, after the third year, you got to pick up the fifth year option. And uh, I, I think it's – I mean, it sure looked like he was trending, you know, when he was 19-3, and three, whatever that ratio was, until the concussion started. He was going to get it picked up. But once you get three concussions, uh, you know, it's a crappy part of the business. I, you're just not going to pick up a fifth-year option. So you're going to bring him back. And it's not just bringing him back. Like, they brought Daniel Jones back this year to kind of let the new coach figure it out. But Daniel Jones, for the most part, it wasn't like, well, he's not durable enough. Anytime you have concussion issues, it's just completely unknown, right? He could go all season and not have another one, or he could get multiple. So I think they have to, and I would imagine they will, because they've shown the willingness to do this in the past. I think they're going to be sniffing around a lot of people this offseason, because really they have them under contract next year. Uh, I just I can't see them picking up the fifth-year option. Can you? No. I, I think it was – I think that was his agent – uh, putting that out there. I mean, like, look, this is part of yeah, what's happening. They're not going to cut them. I mean, no, 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 no. But I think, like, look, the concussions are an issue. The arm strength outside the numbers is going to be an issue. The lack of mobility and uh, is is going to be an issue. So, I mean, Mike McDaniel's did great with him. Did the best you could possibly do with him. But do you want to sign up for another year of that? That'll be that'll be very interesting. Very interesting. Um, okay, what do you make of the Lamar Jackson situation? Uh, I think it's human nature. You know, money's all relative. Whether, whether you're a guy making fifty grand and you think you're worth eighty, whether you're a guy making five hundred grand and you think you're worth seven fifty, or whether you're a guy like Lamar making twenty five and you think you're worth you know a two hundred million dollar contract, money makes us all with our employer, with a partner, with health, with families, inheritance. It makes people do weird things and it creates a lot of animosity. It's it's just. Over and over every situation, it's the same. And I just think they inevitably, inevitably got to a point because he got banged up that it got awkward and it got awkward fast. And the animosity on both sides, clearly the Ravens were frustrated. Clearly Lamar, I mean, some of the way the players were talking, did he just not want to be a part of it? You know, I, I think I read that they, they have a philosophy or a uh, they, they have like a, uh, you know, a Raven – mandate might be the wrong word, but like injured players don't travel. I, I do think it's a little bit different. Like if Lamar Jackson wanted to be there to support the guys and he was all in, I, I think they would have taken him on the road as a quarterback. So th- that was weird. I mean, there's just no way about it. And um, I, I'm resigned to the fact, because this never happens in the NFL, unlike, you know, in baseball and basketball, when you're a quote-unquote free agent, you're a free agent. Like Kevin Durant, Aaron Judge, like you, you, if you want to leave, you can leave. That's not the way the NFL works with really good players. But I, I do think they would entertain. They're going to look at all the options, which I would not have said at the beginning of the season, and it would by no means shock me if they flip them for a couple ones and a two and just separate. I don't know if that's the right decision long term. Time will tell. But I, I, I don't know, even know how you would argue that's not on the table right now. Do you think he plays for the Ravens next year? I would. I would lean still yes, because I, I think when you start just looking at the options, right, you throw up Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, Tom Brady maybe, you just start writing the names. Like, I think you would still rather have your guy, unless he has got to a point where he's doing things that you don't think there's a coming back from, which happens in sports. So I would bet on him being in the Ravens. I, I would go like 60-40. But that 40 for a guy of his accomplishments is pretty high in, the, in football. Oh, totally, totally. You know, I mean, it's, it's what, what would kinda, you put it at? What would, what's your guess? 
if you don't play in a playoff game because of the contract. But he claimed he's still hurt. I, I know what right. he claims, but there's enough people. And then if, if he's still hurt and it's not about the contract, did you see what he put on Instagram earlier today? It was a little weird, yes. It, it was, it, it, it was like right said, in line with everything he said previously, which is if you don't pay Lamar $250 million, you don't love Lamar. That's what he's saying. And it reads like a guy who's saying, hey, man, if you really love me, that's how much you're going to pay me. I, I, think has, the tricky, I think the tricky part for him, and he's going to figure this out, even if it's like, well, hey, our offers are our offers still. We don't care what those bozos in Cleveland gave to Deshaun Watson. Like, here's 170 guaranteed. Well, let's say, you know, they would trade him. So a team is going to trade several ones, and then, does he, like, no one's going to give him the $230 million to that, match Deshaun Watson. That, that, okay, so that's my question. Even the Jets, in their desperation to find a quarterback. I, Even I mean, or the Raiders. Million? What about the Raiders if they don't get Tom Brady? Do they, can the Raiders afford to do that? <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of the knock. Like, can they? Because part of giving two hundred thirty million, you guarantee it. You got to put into escrow. That's not no, really no. Mark and the first, yeah. cup of tea. No, I I understand. I do think they're I do think they're I do think they're flush with cash uh, over the last couple of years in Vegas. You know, I, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe not as much as other guys, but I think he's got a lot of cash. They make, they're making a lot of cash. It, it's more a philosophical thing, right? Where so many, so many teams that come out against Deshaun's contract, like, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a fascinating thing. Okay, let's talk, let's talk Chargers. Um, you have not been a Staley guy for a long time. Is there a way you bring Staley back? I think after the last two two years, the way both seasons ended, it's really hard to say to yourself, we just need, you know, take another step. We just need a little introspection, right? Because that, that happens at the end of the season, right? Sometimes just make a tweak here, improve a little bit here. In that game specifically, they're up 27 nothing, And let's even just call it 27-7. Now, part of their fundamental problem, and it might not be all Staley, right, is they're very dependent on a very good player at running back, but he is not a A Josh Jacobs, a Christian McCaffrey, a guy that you can just kind of hammer, you know, a Saquon Barkley, just just a bigger back. So it's going to be hard for them to run out the clock. But the reason that the Jags came back is Trevor Lawrence, multiple touchdowns were blown coverages. Clearly guys were not on the same page. And part of going into halftime – like, you saw Doug Peterson, an accomplished guy. He's won a Super Bowl. He's played in the league. And you just watched his demeanor even when – I mean, you can't have a worst half, right? And when I ever hear, like, they caused all these turnovers. Well, one bounced off a helmet, freakish play. I thought a couple, two out of the three picks were just horrendous throws by the quarterback, not some like, well, he, he thought they were running zone and they went man. No, he threw it right to Asante twice. So, like, I'm not saying that he doesn't get some credit for it. He's the defense coordinator. But in the second half, when you get to go take a deep breath, his defense had no clue what was going on, missing plays left and right. And it's, it becomes a chess match between Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and Brandon Staley and his group. And his group just clearly was not on the same page. And ultimately, I've said this from the jump, I don't give him any credit for Justin Herbert. We saw Justin Herbert with uh, Anthony Lynn. I mean, he was pretty awesome from the jump. He's going to be sweet. And obviously the head coach, as a defensive play caller, is not even messing with him. So his defense, who he got some credit right over the last, whatever, six, seven games, had become much more solid. But in the biggest moment on the road against a team that's, you know, let's face it, pretty average, a year or two away from probably being what they're eventually going to be, to have that happen. And let's face it, you also got to factor in part of the game, right? A, a wide receiver goes down. Well, then they were playing the second half with three wide receivers. Why is that? Because he played one of their best players who has an injury history the week before. So I, I think there were multiple things going against this guy. And I, I saw Jim Trotter tweeting today, like, calling the Spanos family cheap is unfair. Like, they, they just don't like paying coaches. Well, yeah, that's part of being cheap. I mean, let's face it. In the sport of football, the quarterback and the coach are by far your two most important positions. And luckily, the Chargers, they figure out a way to get really good quarterbacks. Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, and now to the most talented of the group in this guy. But the coach, like, you, gotta, you, you can't keep being one of the bottom five 
paid coaches in the league and then complain when this happens over and over and over again for what? 15 years now? Definitely a decade solid of these crazy losses. And to me, it reflects they have low-paid coaches. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, the problem with Deshaun Payton is not the money. I don't believe it's the draft compensation. You're really going to give up draft compensation for him? Maybe. But regardless um, of Sean Payton, like I, I think even if they were to fire Brand Staley, which I, it doesn't even feel like they're a lock to do that, that they would be much more inclined to just hire another coordinator who will be, you know, whatever the, the latter is, bottom five paid coach in the league immediately again. I mean, that's just kind of what they do. And then potentially the same old thing happens. It happened with McCoy. It happened with Lynn. It's happening again with Brandon Staley. Like they, they do just hire, since Marty, the same type guy. Um, true or not? What's our, what's, it is true. It is true. And they, they fired Marty after a 14-2 and two season where they had a debacle. They should have beat the Patriots, pick off a ball, and then fumble it away. I mean, that thing. But, but that was because Marty and A.J. Smith hadn't talked in a year and a half. <laughs> they had, yeah, I, I, they, yeah, obviously, they, there were separate variables there. But. They, 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 had a, they actually had a guy who would run messages between the two, but they never actually spoke to each other for a year and a half. And the Chargers, up until this year, really, maybe a couple others, hadn't ever actually been the same. John Middlecoff is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Three and Out is, is the podcast. Um, the Bengals survive. The Bills survive. What do we is is it a negative towards our projection of their Super Bowl likeliness or probability that they survived the wild card Super Wild Card weekend? To me, when survival comes when you're playing a division rival, even the 49ers, I mean, they were down at halftime. There is just a level of understanding of the other team, it, especially in the North. That division's with the Steelers, it, it also just such a bloodbath. You, you can just become so physical. And then anytime you lose your left tackle, who, as I said in the broadcast, only missed six snaps all season long to an offensive line that's kind of had some moving parts. I give them a little bit of a pass. Now, it is concerning moving forward. The Bills thing is weird, right? Because when you look at the stats, they outgained them by almost 200 yards. Uh, again, it's not like the Dolphins scored four offensive touchdowns. When you turn the ball over, and it's cliche, I mean, it just is a major problem. And when you turn the ball over and it leads to, I mean, they had a fumble six, so that's seven points. They had, both of his picks, I'm pretty sure, led to field goals. So they're getting three points on Josh Allen. The fumble's a little freakish. I mean, the guy comes off on an untouched blitz and just hits the ball perfectly. But the picks, he can be – to me, remember last year, the first half of Mahomes, it felt like was being a little reckless, and they kind of mm-hmm. calmed him down the second mm-hmm. half of the season. It feels like he, Josh is kind of falling into some of that. He's just kind of going back there and slinging it like an old gunslinger, like some of those weird Favre years. And, and someone needs to get into him like, bro, you just let's just take a deep breath, and we can live with a couple dump downs here and there, and we can also take our shots. But I think when you really dive into the game, from a, the Bills thoroughly outplayed him offensively. They moved the ball at will. It's just the turnovers led to points. And if you're going to turn the ball over, like, they're either going to lose the Bengals or they're going to lose the Chiefs. Like, that, that, that's a fact. But if they can win this game, which I think they're going to be a lot better against the Bengals because they're pass rush against this offensive line, I do think it's an advantage for them not having to play an outdoor game against the Chiefs. So if they can get to the final round indoors, like, they are a good dome team because they will throw bombs, and their speed guys on the outside are very conducive. It's harder to do. You saw, I mean, some of their drops yesterday, even the rookie from Boise State, it is hard to catch the ball when it, I know it was kind of sunny, but still when it's really cold. It's not, you know, it's much easier in the uh, the Home Depot Center yeah. or whatever the Atlanta Dome is. Uh, really quickly, I got like 20 seconds for you. Who wins tonight? Um, I, I take the Cowboys, don't feel good about it. Yep. Yeah, I, I I do think they have a lot more talent, a lot I more agree. talent, but but we shall see. M- no must co- w- must win for Dallas for sure. Yeah, no question, no question. John Middlecoff, three now it's the podcast. Great stuff, John. Thanks for joining us. Later, bro. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 